Boom. Reactive. Hi, David. What's up, Sean? I was expecting to check it. I've moved on. <laughs> You're done with it? I'd forgotten about it, really. Yeah, I know you did. But I'm bringing it what back. What a cool tagline, though, that we could have. Check it. <laughs> we got check it shirts up on the Hard yeah. Sons. Dentist store. Check it, Chet. Check it. Ooh, check it, Chet. Check it, Chet. Chet it. Chet it. Chet it, check. <laughs> Print and chet it. You know, I think up there with, hi, my name is Jerd Mergerson. <laughs> Jerd Mergler. Jerd Mergler, yeah. Jerd Mergler. The Jerd uh, Mergler. We could also have, hi, my name. <laughs> He was goat throwgurt. Oh, this, this shirt makes itself. It, I just want a goat throwgurt shirt. I will buy it. A goat throwgurt shirt? Yeah. All right. Hello, my name is Goat Throwgurt. Yeah, I would. <laughs> You'd wear our own merch like that. I would a hundred percent wear. I that. really need to remind myself because we've got that and we've got the. Oh, believe me, you're gonna rules get rules one and two of Clubhouse. I'm getting that too. We don't disclose too. the details of the Pilgrim <laughs> mystery. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> So when we last left them, the boys were looking for the Dodds to see if they had taken the boat. Yes. They didn't. No. But there was somebody inside the boat, and yes. then they were choked out, and wet clothes were put over their face. <laughs> yeah. Which is such a weird... It, it finally makes sense what the wet clothes are now, but they could have described it such a better way. Yes, and then they proceed, to, they proceed to describe it in the beginning of, of this next chapter poorly. And inaccurately and against the laws of physics. Yes. Which so. I love. Which is classic Hardy fashion. Let's get right into chapter, chapter five, five. Strategy. Which is a little upset. You were a little upset? I'd rather it said strategy meeting. Yeah, it really should have. Yeah. Or the strategy meeting. Something like that. Just strategy? Yeah. Come on. It feels unfinished. I agree. Yeah. What is that? Frank awoke to see blurred reflections from the water on the dark boathouse ceiling. His clothes felt damp, and he was conscious of a heavy feeling in his head. Which That's I imagine. the concussion. Yeah, I was going to say that. Or he's finally seen his reflection in the water, and he's noticing how giant his head is. He just looks like he's in an Airheads commercial. Like, what is going on? He just turns to Joe. Joe, did you get the license plate number? Uh-oh. <laughs> I'm going to uh -oh. tell you this about your head. This is my... Uh, what's it? Does a no suit car. make my face look fat? <laughs> no, your face does. No, your face does. Oh, no, does this suit make me look fat? No, your face does. There it is. As Joe stirred alongside him, Frank scrambled to his feet, then helped his brother to get up. Jack's boat! It's gone! Did you get a look at the men who attacked us? There he goes again. No. They, they no, just, I didn't. Yeah, if you did, wouldn't that be the first thing you said? But I also didn't disclose the details of the Pilgrim <laughs> mystery. But whoever grabbed me and clamped the cloth over my face was strong. I noticed a V-cuffed glove. <laughs> I wonder what knocked us out. And here comes Joe. Very amateur detective move. Go ahead. Some kind of liquid gas is my guess. Huh. So chloroform, right? Yeah, I mean, ether, yeah. ethyl alcohol. There's a number of, of substances which would knock you out. Yeah. But my problem is liquids are not gases, and gases are not liquids. You can't have a liquid gas in the same way you can't have a you know, solid glass of water that's just solid. Unless it's a supersaturated solution in which to where it's, it's both a solid and a liquid. What you're referring to yes. is a plasma. Ooh. And it is the fourth state. Uh, 
I just broke t- the fourth this wall. This isn't this isn't funny at all. I, like I have this. to tell this because it's fascinating to me. Yeah. When I was working in the microscopy lab, what we would have to do is we had all these samples like soaking in alcohol. Did anyone ever switch the samples? No. Okay, so no one switched the samples. What's that from? He switched the samples. It's from The Fugitive, and Brett Hoy does a fantastic uh, impersonation of that scene. So next time you see him, uh, ask him. Ask him. Okay. Yeah. Um, the problem is when you want to look at something on a microscope that's tiny and maybe has little tiny hairs all over it. Yeah. If it's been in liquid, when you pull it out, much like a paintbrush, it yeah, mats yeah, together. Yeah, and you don't yeah, want yeah. that. You want to see what it looks like. And so you need to take it from being in water to yeah. being dry without ever removing it from oh. water. Oh, I love this. And so we use something called a critical point drying machine. Huh. And a critical point of something is the point at which it goes from a liquid to a gas. Um, and that usually happens at a certain temperature and a certain pressure. Yeah. So what we would do is we would take liquid carbon dioxide and we would fill it this little tiny capsule with liquid carbon dioxide and we'd seal it so it'd be floating in carbon dioxide then we would heat it and raise the pressure until slowly all that liquid reached its critical point and just turned to gas it wouldn't boil it wouldn't like the water level wouldn't go down it would just go from liquid to gas at this critical point of pressure and temperature yeah and then once it was a gas we could flush it out with other gas We'd, we'd blow uh gas co2 through carbon dioxide through it and then we would have this thing which never got pulled out of a liquid the liquid was put to its critical point and then flushed uh, man so end up with something that its hairs and stuff were not matted down from being removed from a liquid but it's fascinating uh, i'd but, like to see a video of that i'll see what i can find yeah that sounds awesome yeah it was yeah. it was really neat i'd also like to think it's like living organisms that you're doing this to so like you're not slowly putting pressure in there it's just all at once so it's like when divers go down too quick and they explode yeah yeah we do a lot to kill the samples first we start yes. with osmium tetroxide okay to kill and that the is uh it's a it's osmium which is a noxious chemical yeah uh, with four uh, or three oxygens so it's okay. tetroxide okay um but it's a very, very dangerous chemical, so much so that when you open the little jar of it in a fume hood with goggles and everything on, you start coughing really quickly because your throat cells are dying. Holy sh- Yeah, yeah. It's Nikes. serious. It's serious. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, then after it's all killed, very, very dead, then you put the sample into uh, ethanol. Yeah. At increasing concentrations until it's completely dehydrated. Because when you put it in the scanning like electron microscope, jerky. it's in like no atmosphere like yeah. it's in a, it's in a very very strong vacuum and so if there's any water in it that water will boil and it'll explode your sample okay. you don't want that so you there gotta dry is. it out so that's why we put it through all the ethanol so there's no water left in it but then you gotta use carbon dioxide take it to its critical point Ugh. but then before you can just put this thing in because the electrons won't bounce off the carbon yeah they bounce off of gold and so you sputter coat it you put it in this little thing put a tiny little sample and it goes into this thing where basically gold ions begin floating around magnetically um because you put an electrical charge through it and then all these hairs you're not spraying gold on it because that would affect it instead there's like gold molecules that start to stick to all sides of it whoa that you can finally put into the scanning electron microscope 
lower the atmosphere and shoot shoot electrons at it. I'm gonna get a scanning electron microscope. They're only like point, four hundred thousand dollars in my life. That I'll be able to afford machine. that. That's the goal. That's, that's the goal. That's the end goal. Yeah, it'll happen. I can guarantee you. One day I will have a clubhouse, and in my science lab, in my clubhouse, will be one of those bad boys. I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, you could use it. Um, but all that was to say, some kind of liquid gas is my <laughs> guess. Not a thing. <laughs> I love um, it. And then they start to connect the dots a little bit. So after informing Chief Colleague of the attack upon them and the stolen Dodd boat without disclosing the details of the Pilgrim mystery, many unanswered questions filled the Hardys' thoughts as they drove home. Who were the men who had gassed them and taken the Dodd boat? I disagree with that characterization of what happened. Yeah. They were, like, it was liquid on a towel that they breathed in. Yeah. And this is connecting it already to their dads, like, I'm going to be an expert on gases, and like, hey, we were gassed. Way to do no, it you so weren't. fast, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is not, like, if that happened to you, you wouldn't say, like, oh, man, somebody gassed me. Yeah. Like, no. Somebody put a cloth over your mouth. Yeah. It was also wet. Yeah. Soaking Gas wet. Gas isn't wet. Yeah. So, I take issue with how quickly this dot is being connected. This dot is being we connected. We should write these critical notes down and send them in. We should put them in a critical point drying machine. <laughs> uh, so, they start to ask these questions. Uh, these people who, ki- who gassed them, could they have been Shore Road thieves who had also planted a stolen car at the Dodd Farm? Did they know anything about the clue to the Pilgrim treasure? I know you love that. And above all, what had become of Jack Dodd and his father? Mm, those are good questions that the narrator's asking. Yeah. Uh, so Frank looked worried and uh, says, you know, maybe what happened at the boathouse tonight makes me think that they didn't run away. He goes, you mean not only were they kidnapped, but maybe harmed? Mm. And I like that. Not only kidnapped, but harmed. Yeah. There's an assumption of like, they're kidnapped, obviously. Everyone gets kidnapped. Yeah. The we, question we is. We live in Bayport. We all get kidnapped. Are these the good kidnappers or the bad kidnappers? Yeah. yeah. Which this is a very violent chapter. It is. It is. Um, so it's awesome. Their plan is they're going to start looking for Slagle. Yeah. And they're going to start by looking at hotels and boarding houses. They took their drawing of Slagle. Which is awesome. The figure painted drawing. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and they pencil the list of hotels and roaming house, rooming houses. Uh, and they decide they're going to go ask each one, like, hey, is anyone named Slagle here? Yeah. Uh, and do you recognize this painting? And they're covering more ground because they're splitting up one north, one south. The problem is... They should have gone west. As we will find out. As we will find out. Uh, none of the desk clerks had recognized the photographs uh, in the first hour. Uh, during the second hour, Joe had no success. Only five names were left on his list. Did you have any luck, said Frank? No. Not a thing. I covered all the waterfront places, and I saw the registers myself. And that bothers me. That's another one of these things. <laughs> I know it does. Of... What hotel let a high schooler like, oh, you can look at every guest's yeah. name who's staying in our hmm, hotel guest tonight. Guest registration? Sure, you got it. All the, all the people having affairs in town. Yeah. Like, uh, oh, what's Mr. Morton doing here in the afternoon? Like. Yeah, exactly. Weird. We should go say hey. <laughs> oh, and Gertrude's there with him. <laughs> oh, shoot. What's his name? And Mike Onslow's there? Of course Mike's What party Onslow. is happening yeah. in this room? Oh, God. I'm the woman to with it. the stolen tan Carlton? 
What's Crowbar Johnny? Is that his name? Crowbar Johnny? <laughs> Obo Johnny. Obo Johnny. That's it. Yeah. We have a room Obo registered Johnny. to Obo Johnny. <laughs> that's Johnny comma Hobo. <laughs> Amazing callback. So a full page later, (laughs) they've checked every hotel and found out that Slagle's not staying in any of them. Um, But then they notice a cab Mm. and they follow it to the train station because the unnamed visitor, the suspicious visitor, the titular member of the last chapter. Yeah. uh, Is getting in this cab, goes to the train station, buys a ticket starts waiting for the new york train so they're like oh gotta follow this guy well no they say well maybe we can cancel one lead at least for the time being maybe he is telling the truth about living in new york city uh, i should have followed see this, this guy. fishy man yeah yeah bad detective work yeah good for an amateur detective i guess they're great amateur good detectives. bad work yeah they made quick yeah, work amazing of it. bad work yeah um then they go to the crime lab for the strategy meeting Chet, and of course, Chet's already there. Yeah. Yeah. And he's dropped a large cylinder of paper on the table. I thought we could use this to find the car thieves. Okay. Chet rolled out a highly detailed map of Bayport and its environs. It's on loan from my father's real estate office. So I do like this. As somebody who has tried to sort of map out what is Bayport, we yeah. also got Lurch Street. Or Larch Street, excuse me. We've got a Dock few Street streets. traffic. Yeah, we're starting to lay out the land a little bit. Main and Larch, the Dock Street. Uh, and then we get a few more in a minute. But they're looking at this map, trying to, to figure out what's happening here. Uh, after switching on an overhead fluorescent light and locking the doors and windows for security. Love this. I highlighted that because. I love that. Why didn't they do that before when the glove was stolen? I know. If you have all this security, what's going on, And boys? why would you lock the window? Do you expect, like, some drafts can be pretty violent. And obviously what happens is heinous and much worse than they were anticipating. Yeah. But (laughs) the fact that their instinct was like, oh, we better lock this window before we look at a map of Bayport. (laughs) That's all we're doing is looking at public information. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, these idiots. Lock the windows. Uh, The three poured over the paper for the next half hour. Except for the sounds of Chet chewing gum, the room was silent. What a great detail. Mm-hmm. I love that. Two considerations were paramount, says the narrator. Where were the Dodds, and where were the stolen cars being taken? At last, Frank sat back. I have a hunch. Frank said, leaning over. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Networking. Let's go to a chiropractor. (laughs) I have a hunch. That's my Quasimodo voice. It's not good. It's fine. I actually don't know what Quasimodo sounds like. Me neither. Yeah. I don't even know sing? what he's from. What? Uh, Hunchback of uh, no, yeah. Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Famously, that's right. his name <laughs> yeah, is his, <laughs> his homeland. <laughs> oh, so he's got a hunch, and uh, he's working on the thefts. That working on the thefts is the only way we'll ever find Jack and his father. With the Dodds missing, suspicion of future thefts would naturally fall on them. You know, they say that, but they also told colleague, like, their boat was still here. We got jumped at it. We don't think it's the Dodds. Yeah. And for public, the court of public appeal to be like, nah, it's the Dodds. I know. These poor Dodds. That's a real fact that they've got to think about. 
Do you think their lives are in danger? I'm afraid so. They may be prisoners within a few miles of where we are at this minute. The gang may be making a quick haul of flashy cars and storing them at a hideout until they can be safely moved. But as long as the thefts continue, I think the Dons will be kept prisoners. Huh. Since Chet was to be a part of their sleuthing team, Frank and Joe now told him about the Pilgrim mystery. You never disclose the details of the Pilgrim mystery. But if he's in their clubhouse now... I don't it's know. It's part of the initiation, I guess. You know, you tell one friend, they tell another. It's I wish the, the telephone game. I wish the next paragraph were like, Chet stared at them without blinking for several <laughs> minutes. No, he said. I'm leaving. Yeah. I wish don't that Don't ever was talk the case. to me like that again. Yeah. You <laughs> Our are friendship is over. Stupid. I'm going to take an armful of pheasants and leave. <laughs> yeah. So they're trying to say, you know... We need it. We need to solve this mystery. Do you think Slagle knows about the Pilgrim mystery? And and they keep saying the Pilgrim mystery. What they should be saying is the Pilgrim treasure. I know because who discovered Bayport couldn't matter less. Yeah. But is there a treasure? Yeah. That's the there question. There is going to be that treasure. So too. do you think the car thieves or Slagle found out about the treasure and kidnapped Jack and his father to keep them from looking at it? It's but, possible. Um, moments later, Mrs. Hardy interrupted briefly. To give the boys four letters, which had come for them in a late delivery. Hmm. Who sent the letters? There are complaints, Frank replied. <laughs> <laughs> Some townspeople aren't happy about our backing the dots. <laughs> so, so we live in a weird, cynical world right now. And I thought, man, like everyone's spouting off on social media and overreacting to stuff and theorizing. And like, yeah. it, we live in a bad time in many ways. But in this time, townspeople <laughs> thought it appropriate to write letters to high schoolers. Yeah. And the mother of those high schoolers gives them <laughs> the letters. Like, oh, people hate you. Here, Here you go, boys. You can read it yourself. <laughs> this one's a death threat. Ooh. Ooh. This one seems to be soaked in some sort of skunk <laughs> skunk scent. It is. And then you say some sort of putrid. It's a wet gas. Yeah, it's a it's wet a liquid gas. skunk gas. Ah. <laughs> uh, this one is from a theft victim. He says he'll hold us responsible if the Dodds aren't apprehended, which is okay. Yeah. There's no consequence for you holding us responsible. Yeah, okay, that doesn't fine, hold whatever. up in a court of law. Yeah, just so you know. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about it. <laughs> I'm going to be real mad for the rest <laughs> of my life. I'm sitting here right now. There's a, a click hole article or an Onion article that said... Uh, it was like, I gave an awful review of a restaurant because I'm an awful person. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And it went on to detail, like, how the service was bad and the people took too long. And, like, and it's all obviously a joke, but it's like, yeah, the people who write that stuff are unhappy people. Yeah. And this guy who wrote this letter, I'm unhappy that you posted bail for these people. Like, he's probably just an unhappy guy. He's definitely, he could have used that money happy. himself. Yeah. Yeah. He be giving out hand Give it to a good man. This man's never done a bad thing in his life. He wakes up every day at 4 a.m., goes to the White Castle. Yeah, writes a letter to high schoolers. (laughs) Dear high schoolers, you make me so mad. I blame you for my car. Yes, yes, I left the keys in the ignition. Are you in there writing to the high schoolers again? (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) You don't know what they've done to me. They won't disclose to me the details of the Pilgrim mystery. I have to know. (laughs) 
<laughs> First, the boys reviewed... Oh, we must work harder to track down the thieves. First, the boys reviewed recent copies of the Bayfort Times for theft evidence, which proved to be scanty. Ooh. Then they studied minutely the mapped roads leading to and from Shore Road. Uh, there are a few things that seem certain. One, the thieves appear to be after late model cars and to steal most of them at night. Two, the gang can't be a small one. Their success alone would suggest that. And three, the stolen cars are most likely driven north up Shore Road. If, mm. Chet cut in, your U-turn theory is right. Uh, that's a good title, U-turn theory. Oh, that's good. Better yeah, than strategy. They keep cutting the U-turn theory. They're undermining it. The last chapter should have had the U-turn theory in it as well. I mean, it did. The chapter they just title. didn't call it. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah, see yeah. what you're saying. You should it's yeah. two chapter titles that should have included U-turn. I'm just saying. Chapter three, the U-turn theory, part three. Okay, now we're talking. Uh, so they go on to slam the police. Correct. The police have suspected a southerly direction so far, and therefore have been concentrating on watching Bayport. But as the papers indicate, Patrols are now keeping an eye on other towns that lie offshore road to the north. Then what could we possibly learn that the police haven't? Frank drew the other's attention to the black line which represented shore road on the map. The thief heads north. Norse. I said Norse. Like He's Norse a Norse mythology. Man, yeah. yeah. Okay, he's a Viking. He is on a horse to the sky. He's a pilgrim Viking. The, <laughs> yeah. the thief heads north. He could go straight into Northport, but he'd take a chance staying on the one road all that distance. This leaves the turnoffs, which meet Shore Road, from the west. I follow. Joe Now. Barely. Barely, yes. A uh, little Wayne's World. Then, now, we'll Frank continued. Back to the satellite, <laughs> back in Mr. Big's limo. Police it's have been watching easy. all towns at the end of the turnoffs, but there's one place they haven't been stationed. At the intersections themselves. Okay. It's almost too easy. It's almost too easy. It almost seems like, why did these children think of this and not the police force? Uh, so he went on to propose a two-part plan. With daily night watches, which is akin to a liquid gas, <laughs> you can have nightly watches. Yeah. You can't have daily night watches. <laughs> with daily night watches at the Shore Road intersections with Springer Road, Good Route joke. 7, and Pembroke Road. You love that. I do. I know you do. We should find out which one the thieves are using. Daylight hours can be spent. Daylight hours we can spend sleuthing around the terrain offshore road since the gang may have a secret hideout in the woods. Chet whistled. Boy, night watches, day watches, and three mysteries rolled into one. There goes my important museum work. I totally Chet, forgot about that. Chet, there's 19 mysteries now in this book. <laughs> yeah. We still there's a dead bat. There's they the mentioned bat. a dead there's bat and we don't know yet. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, but Chet, this will give you a chance in the woods to eat plants. Like your museum work. Uh, then coming up the stairs, even though the door's uh, locked. Did, did you get the Joe explained slapping his heavy friend on the back? Ah, uh, 
It's rude. It wasn't even just like a uh, tapping. This was a slap. This was one of those full on where you tried to see if you could leave a hand mark. Rick Flair. It's a backhand. It's a Rick <laughs> Yeah, he flared him. <laughs> um, what happens now is so telling to me, indicative of the Hardy's attention to detail. Um, Chet was weighing the idea when they heard familiar footsteps. I don't know how footsteps could be familiar. Yeah, I was going to say, what is this person, like uh, a horse trotter? Or they wear like wooden shoes. Just <laughs> <laughs> they check some, some footprint the casts. tap dancer. Just da, 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 da. Uh, they ascended the garage stairs and a sharp rap on the door. I brought you boys some refreshments, came the voice of Gertrude Hardy. Refreshments, Chet echoed happily, opening the door. Oh, okay. I missed it. I thought it? Gertrude opened the door. And I'm like, wasn't everything locked, locked? and on the hot uh, like? Okay. But yeah. Chet, no, Chet heard snacks. Yes, yeah. I, I missed that part. He didn't even unlock the door. He just went through it like a bull. <laughs> like the door a, like smashed the Gertrude. <laughs> her body, her familiar. She turned into a liquid gas. Of Gertrude's body hitting the floor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she turned into a gas. <laughs> Reached her critical point. <laughs> A beautiful day like this, and you three is sitting there in a hot, stuffy room. Is that just what spontaneous combustion is? It's just people reaching their critical point? Probably. Wow. That stands to reason. Okay. Frank, Joe, here's some apple pie and chocolate milk. That doesn't go together. You don't think so? Apple pie That's with chocolate much. milk? You're right. Maybe uh, an almond I milk? I want the milk to cut the sweetness. Exactly. Like, the milk is exactly. a relief from the richness. Thank you. I don't need extra richness. No. And if anything, everyone knows you don't get apple pie and chocolate ice cream. You get apple pie and vanilla ice cream. Milk, not ice cream. No, I'm just saying, like, if you're going to mix oh, them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if I'm going to be drinking oh, good point. a dairy, yeah. it's not going to be a chocolate one. Yeah, when you drink a dairy, you it's don't gonna want be a vanilla. chocolate one. Yeah, come on. Or a strawberry. I've got, might be a little too, a little, a little too sweet. I think the strawberry sweet. and apple wouldn't go well together. No, no. Because uh, strawberry uh, milk tastes uh, like artificial strawberry. It's not like real strawberries. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Cutting up strawberries and putting them in milk would be bad. And then blending it? Yeah. And have a lot of suds. Yeah. Yeah. It'd sink to the bottom. Little air bubbles. Yeah. 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 Just don't drink the bottom portion. It's all sandy. It's all salty and warm. So they start making fun of Chet for being a vegetarian. And then uh, muffling laughs. Frank and Joe thank their aunt. Your pie is delightful. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, no, I decided. I decided. Muffling laughs. Frank okay, and take Joe, it again. Muffling laughs. Frank and Joe thanked their aunt. Your pie is suddenly there was a deafening crash. A heavy object sailed through the rear window, sending splinters of glass against Joe's neck. Chet flew from his chair, and Aunt Gertrude screamed. In the center of the floor lay a black hand grenade. <laughs> yes. Amazing. S- stakes raised. Here we go. <laughs> in case it couldn't get any more insane, take it away. Run, she cried. But Frank knew that in seconds, all of them might be killed. He snatched up the grenade and ran to the window with the deadly missile. It's not a missile. <laughs> I know. I, missile is just underlying. <laughs> liquid gas. Like, Come it's, not, <laughs> it's a grenade, not yeah. a missile. Uh, would he be able to hurl it outside in time? The narrator asks as he ends the chapter. <laughs> Man, I wish 
I wish who, who picked it up? Was it J- uh, Frank? I wish Frank just pulled a uh, Child's Play three and just jumped on top with a grenade. I like in uh, the movie Top Secret. Oh, I love Top Secret. There's a part where a grenade comes in the window and a guy jumps on it, and then everyone else explodes and flies up in the air, and he's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I need to Grenada! rewatch. <laughs> That's Val Kilmer's best, man. Yeah, he peaked. Yeah, I want to see that documentary of him. It's Val, good. That's it's what I good. heard. He's really weird. He's yeah. a strange cat. Like, there's no doubt about it. And he makes it awkward. Then he has his son narrate because he has throat cancer. Yeah. So his son narrates instead of him. But his son is pretending to be him. It was just kind of strange. I'm into it. I'm yeah. here for it. He's like, I'm Val Kilmer. It's like, well, no, you're, you're Jet Kilmer. It's Such just confusing. Cool Jet Kilmer and... and <laughs> Jet Travolta. <laughs> and and uh, Throger. I, I need a jet. Yeah, you can get one. I'm Goat Jet Throger. <laughs> goat the Jet Throger. The Jet Throger. <laughs> That's a good Top Gun sort of uh, moniker, right? There's Goose, there's Maverick. And I feel there's... like Jet would be a bad pilot nickname. <laughs> like, it's such low hanging fruit. That's why it's the best. Well, the, in the new one. What's the kid's name? Uh, I haven't seen anyone. Miles Teller? Yeah, he chose the rooster because his dad was... Uh, Goose. Goose, yeah. So I was like, well, that was an easy name to choose. But rooster isn't the child of a goose. You want no, Gosling. I, I, I believe He should have been Ryan Gosling. He sh- it should have been Ryan Gosling. Oh, you're saying his name should have been Ryan Gosling. Yeah, Miles yeah, Teller. Uh, Miles Ryan Gosling Teller. <laughs> <laughs> Or whatever his name is in the movie. I can't remember. I'm trying to think. Because Maverick's name is Pete Mitchell. And I'm trying wow, to think of what... Good. Go- wow, that was nice. Thank you. And I'm trying to think of what Goose's real name is. But I haven't seen it. Yeah. I need to. I yeah. hear things. Well, the, uh, what is it? They, there's chickens and then whenever they have babies. Oh, yeah, yeah chicks it's, yeah and I, i'm curious if, if there will be any chicks mm. Mm. yeah he mm. went there in chapter six yeah 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 mm. yeah top gun top mm. dave you know what i'm saying that's top joke mm. that's a top transition mm. that was original content from boom reactive